Welcome to the CNSC Podcast. I'm David Stringer. I'm your host. And today we have Kimberly Walsh and Jay Hendricks in the studio. Um, by the studio, I mean my backyard. And by a studio, it's um, more just a space where I work and record some music every now and then and hopefully have people over to hang out and have a few conversations with me. Uh, so let's go to it. It's going to hop right into the conversation. Uh, we hit it off from the bat. We uh, talked for about 45 minutes and we chatted about, obviously, Kimberly's new album and her upcoming show at New Brooklyn Tavern on December 1st and their uh, music collective that they work on. So I uh, hope you enjoy it. Can you hear me? Can yeah. you test? I went to Ireland. <laughs> Can y'all hear me? Can we hear you? Yeah. Yeah, but we don't have headphones. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm the only one wearing headphones. <laughs> That's right, but we can hear you. Kimberly, can you talk into your mic? Yeah, how, how close should I be? Whoa. A little bit closer. How's that? That's can, good. That's good. The, just move it closer to you, well, and that way you can sit back and be comfy. Kinda. Yeah, that works. How's that? Um, so I went to Ireland for my 40th birthday. And we went for two weeks. Did you play golf? I played um, two rounds of golf. Oh. And uh, absolutely incredible. The first time we played, um, literally like five or six rainbows came out over us. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like you can't make it up. That's awesome. And uh, uh, it was like pouring rain. And then it would stop. And the wind was blowing like 50 miles an hour. Yeah. And then it would stop. And then... Uh, it would just all start again. The rain would start back again. You just again. play through it. We were on the cliffs. Oh, yeah, it was just play through it's it. It's just whatever uh, I was doing. Yeah. Uh, it's some, I feel like I got the full Irish experience. Here. Yeah. Um, but we did the Wild Atlantic Way. So we rented a car and drove up the West Coast, which is basically just a cliff that comes shot out of the ocean millions of years ago. And uh, wow. it's absolutely beautiful. Immaculate. Yeah, but I was tired of seeing cliffs by the end of it. Yeah. I yeah. was like, this is so dramatic. Like, <laughs> Ireland's yeah. so dramatic. Yeah. I kept yeah. saying that, like, geez, y'all need to chill out. <laughs> I, everybody there is, like, so cool and uh, relaxed. But I, I don't know how because driving is the most stressful thing that I've ever done in my life. Yeah, because sure. the narrow roads? or uh, the, They're the size of a driveway. Uh-huh. They're, they, they have room for one car, but two cars speed by each other at 100 (laughs) kilometers an hour (laughs) and like i'm squeezing in my shoulders like it's gonna do anything (laughs) what goal was the car you were in uh we had a a stonic a kia stonic stonic yeah they they have have different brands over there a stonic the hedgehog uh we had a smaller car but they uh they upgraded us they were like y'all can't get your bags in there (laughs) They're like, are you driving around the city? And I'm like, no, we're driving literally around the country. Uh Um, And she was like, oh, you need to upgrade. And then you also need to pay these taxes. And you need to pay this insurance because you just are required to. So uh, our $400 rental car was (laughs) $1,000. $400 on paper, $1,000 when you get there to pay. That's great. So that's how our trip started out at 5 in the morning in Dublin. Uh Uh-huh. We're like, all right, we're six hundred dollars over budget. Yeah. I'm like, let's go, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Do you like the food? Oh my god! Was so like- I had five of the best meals, 
maybe in my life. And congrats, ev- you had a great fortieth. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Every other meal though was uh, the worst five po- meals of your <laughs> potatoes, uh-huh. beef stew, yeah, and uh, fish and chips. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so that's like what I expected. It's what you would expect, and it's uh, so tiring on the palate. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um, in America, I once I got back, that's one of uh, one of my big takeaways is that I really do appreciate the diversity of flavors here. Mm-hmm. Like we can go to real Mexico one night. We yes. can get Chinese takeout. We can yep. just so many options. Yeah. It's rough over there. Uh, it's all the same. It's all the same. <laughs> And then you go to a city and you'll find like a nice restaurant with like, like the fine dining scene. When they mm-hmm. say Ireland's food's better, the fine dining is up. Okay. Um, everything else is the same. Yeah. Um, potatoes. Even when you go to a fine dining restaurant, they brought out a side of uh, French fries for the table. Uh-huh. Chips for the table. Like, we're good. <laughs> oh, we're I don't solid. need to dip this in my French uh, fish <laughs> stew. <laughs> With mussels, <laughs> fresh mussels. It's, yeah, it's like fresh mussels and chips. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, you, uh, so, you got to sop it up. It's for sopping. I know. It's for sopping. I was so sopped up at the potatoes <laughs> by that point. You literally got sopped. You yeah. were sopped. Um, <laughs> do y'all like this weather? Oh, my gosh. So perfect. I'm so um, glad that you left the door open. Yeah. I'm really, Feels amazing. really cold-natured. And so... <laughs> I and it gets that way like every year even worse and so like this summer I just sat like I would be so cold inside a building in the summer and it was like 100 degrees outside and I would just go sit in a chair in the direct sun and just like bake and it felt so good and I was like I don't know what's wrong with me. She wears a down comforter constantly. <laughs> you have like a, a thaw you get to thaw out. Yeah, you know? I have yeah. to. And and so when like usually I mean, the fall is like my favorite season, but now that I'm getting like more cold natured, it's a little bit harder. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Mm. But that I mean, sounds I like a problem. It, yeah. I feel like I just have to. Yeah, Dave's in shorts in here. I know. Well, <laughs> see, yeah, my, my favorite is 70 degrees, and I do shorts and like a sweatshirt. Yes, yes, I'm doing yes, long yes, sleeves, yeah. and it's supposed to rain later, so yeah, I did the okay. little cover. You got to get ready um, for the Halloween. For the trick or treaters, I, yeah, I did. Uh, this the Ireland trip really messed up my Halloween spirit this year. Yeah. I, what was that? I, I was gone for two weeks oh, in yeah, October. I just didn't get to yeah, like get, get into the mood. Up. I didn't yeah. get to decorate. Um, so I think I'm going all in on uh, like sort of fall festivities. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, transition into uh, the holiday season a little bit more. Yeah. Especially yeah. with with the the front of the home. I got to get some lights up. You got a lot of plants. The plants are great. I know, and it's supposed to hit freezing tonight. And now I'm worried about all my yeah. I will say we're having a cold snap. To get rid of the mosquitoes, though. Yeah, it'll knock off. I'm I'm okay to lose your plants for losing also the mosquitoes. I know. know, I'm gonna have to just cover them up and bring them in. Bring them inside. Give them a little for one day, and then it'll not hit freezing again for a few months. Yeah, yeah. Until January. It's incredible. It was 86 Saturday, (laughs) freezing on Wednesday. It's we're at that time of the year where it's like eighty five in the afternoon and fifty at night. Yeah, so. yesterday afternoon was nice to me. I yeah, was like it felt good. I don't know if I did. I tell you, I went to the the last Braves home game. No, with the Michael Harris like yeah. double, double play. It was the, amazing. I I took my son. Oh um, my gosh! I picked him up from school and surprised him and took him down for that because I was like, I could just tell how the Phillies were playing. It was like this is probably going to be it. Yeah. 
And we went down there, and it was so boring. And then it was amazing. Yeah. But, like, the weather, I was like, oh, this is so perfect. Like, it was I wasn't sweating. We were in the outfield. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was all picturesque. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's, like, the start of the fall in my mind now. Is like, I went to the Braves game, and now it's been nice, and the, the leaves are changing and everything. Yeah. I know. Uh, no, it's been crazy. How was, uh, how was recording with Kenny? Great. It was amazing. And you did 10 songs? Yeah. Or did y'all do more? Uh, we did 10. 10? So we had... And you, uh, how was like the process? Did you have them all pretty much like finished before you went into studio? Pretty much. Okay. So I had more than 10. I had like, uh, I think... The demos that I had that I'd sent in were probably like 12 or 13. Um, and those were the ones that I was, that I ended up being like just most confident in. And um, so went in with, I guess, those 12 or whatever. And then we kind of just went with, okay, uh, what do we have <laughs> time for? Like, how many do we have time for? Because we had three weeks. Um, to record and so we were like and some of them are going to be stripped back some of them are going to be full band so like we're just trying to figure out um like how many we could get done but they were pretty much finished when i sent the demos but i mean obviously that was just like with me and a guitar and so like uh the production side was like huge whenever we whenever i got in there and so like lyrics were done all that stuff but it was more like okay, now how do we want it to sound and what instruments do we need and all that? So I heard that um, with Stagbriar that Kenny, um, he asked for comps. Okay. Like, uh, I don't know if he did that with you. Like, what are some of the uh, comps that you might have, like, said, oh, we want it to sort of sound like this yeah. mastering-wise or production-wise? Yeah. Um, I, we had some, I had some inspiration tracks um, and just, like, kind of, like, feels and, like, ideas um and i feel like i when i'm writing i have more of that like folk idea in my head uh like mindy smith and patty griffin gillian welch all this and but then it's almost like when i get into the production side of it i want it to feel more um like uh the main band that we kept kind of going back to is the paper kites and they just have like those like really nice steady um like drum beats and like really pretty ambient guitars and like um like electric guitars and uh i just love that sound so much and a lot of that is like the 80s and 90s kind of feel like um like kind of the soft rock stuff and um so we kind of went that direction on some of them um and on some we focused more on that like folk feel that i had initially like written in and um so yeah so and i have a playlist an inspiration playlist that i put on my spotify page that people can hear like they can hear kind of what oh it's on the spotify page uh uh-huh yeah it it's titled fever dream inspo inspo I love that. Um, the previous playlist we had, Jay termed Kimspiration. Yeah, it was Kimspiration. <laughs> Jay, when did you come in? I love Maddie Diaz. She's one of Angel Andrews. Yeah, They're two of my favorites. Yeah. Obviously, Gillian Watches. Yeah, I kind of um, felt a, like the first she's a album 
for me, kind of taking it from like hearing hearing the demos, it was like, okay, this feels more acoustic, singer songwriter, mm-hmm. almost country, some of them. Um, but then knowing the inspiration, like I, my brain just went straight to Matty Diaz and and how you were singing and and the melodies and everything. And then I feel like it's evolving mm-hmm. into kind of your sound in this mm-hmm. next in the Fever Dream is more yeah. like. All right, we're, we're taking inspiration, but and you can hear it. Like uh-huh. I feel like if anybody listens to the Paper Kites, they're gonna go, yeah. oh, "Okay, I can hear that in there <laughs> yeah, now." Yeah, um, which I think is really cool. Yeah. When did you come into the process of like the songwriting? Yeah, so I mean, it, it's a longer story. I mean, we, Kim and I met probably two thousand eight or nine, um, and so we were doing music stuff with the church for a while, and then. Um, we just had kind of a group of like five or six of us who would share songs back and forth and just ideas and voice memos. And then in 2018, we did more of a formal like, hey, let's, uh, let's finish these songs. Let's, let's have almost like a homework where we're going to get together every other week and say, all right, I want to finish this song. I want some feedback. And we were kind of a, a trusted group that we trusted each other's criticism and feedback and said hey here's the bright spot of this song like Mm -hmm. this is the northern star of this song and i would really push in that direction and then next week kind of come back and so that was 2018 and then that was really the whole purpose of that was to see if we could finish the songs um and and then once you have a finished song then you can decide what to do with it but if you never finish a song you'll never do anything with it and so um so that was probably like 2018, and then um, you started really thinking about it in 2021 and started mm-hmm. working towards that yeah. first album. Yeah. Um, and then really, as soon as she finished that first album, she was sending text messages of like, hey, I've got some ideas. <laughs> hey, what do you think about this song? And it's like, dude, you need to <laughs> just put out this album. Go play it. Yeah. Um, but she was just, you know, kind of caught the fever if you will. Okay. <laughs> uh, are you are you a voice memos person? Big time. I have way too many. Yeah. Way too many on my phone. Yeah. Do you ever feel overwhelmed by ideas? Like yeah. uh, I have too many. Not that yeah. I, obviously you have too many good ideas and it's like I feel like that's part of songwriting where you're trying to figure out how to piece together. Yeah. yeah. It's like the huge puzzle of it. All. That's right. Yeah. Uh, it is. It's a lot. And there are so many that I'm like and a lot of times, melodies will come to me first, um, and that's not not every time, but often they will. And so, I, you know, I'm using a voice memo to just like, if I'm out, and then like, you know, getting back home and trying to do something with it. But then like, it ends up just being like so much. And I'll like go back and look months later, and maybe find one that I like missed or forgot about, and I'm yeah. like, oh well, yes, <laughs> I used that one All too. The time. Future material, yeah. That's right. yeah. <laughs> So, do you uh, can you hear the song in your head from the voice memo to like the final product ever? Um, not really. Um, it yeah, it it kind of takes longer. It's a longer process for me. And like, well, there was like, well, with Fever Dream, that this actual song. Um, I came home. I remember the specific day that I wrote it and uh, I was like just really overwhelmed with everything that was happening like on the news that at that time and everything and um, I came home and wrote like the first verse 
This one wasn't, I didn't have the melody at first. I actually started writing this and kind of came up with the melody as it was happening. And so I had the first verse and chorus and that sat for just like months the way it was. And I didn't think I was going to do anything else with it. And then like after I had studio time planned with Kenny, I went back and um, thought through it more and it just kind of like came together. Um, So a lot of times that happens where it's like, much later on, I'm like, okay, I'm revisiting, and now it's actually coming to like fruition. I, so. uh, I I imagine the voice demos, and then going to Kenny, and then Kenny just he sort of makes everything glow. Yeah, oh, if man. that makes sense. Yeah, like Absolutely. that's Kenny's sound is like uh, yeah, like I can hear anything Kenny's recorded just because I guess I've been listening uh-huh. to him for 15 sure. years. So when I listened to this, I was like, oh, Kenny had his hands on that's this. Right. And oh, it's like such sure. a beautiful thing for him to have developed that. Yeah. Yes. And to be giving it to our community. Yeah. Like it's such a Absolutely. huge part. Because I remember when he started recording, when I heard that he recorded like the first Bomber album, mm-hmm. I was uh-huh. like, uh-huh. They're too good to be doing How a do home do recording. <laughs> no, no. I was like, why aren't they like going to a real studio? Like, they need to not be like yeah. recording it themselves. Yeah. Well, and I've been eating yeah. pro for that. Yeah, good. Ever well, since that was to me. So when we first started the songwriters like kind of group, my hope. So I had already recorded a few times with Kenny, and so I was able to see like you can have kind of an initial idea and now I can see the path from initial idea to completion mm-hmm. and um, I think before I went to Kenny I um, would hit stopping points and I realized like oh that's actually where Kenny fills in and so now I know look when you get a song to this level mm-hmm. where it's you've got the arrangement down you've got the general sound and you've got your melody you can go, yeah. and he can make it, and he 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 fills in that gap from like good song to great production, and he's able to hear it and and navigate like oh this is what this needs yeah this is how you need that dynamic, and so with the songwriters I really wanted to help our songwriters hear that like this is as far as you need to get yours yeah. you do as much as you can do, and then let the professional <laughs> take <laughs> it to the next level, and then you're he's going to be able to. Um, to bring out things that you don't even know that you need to hear. I yeah. think uh, what you're hitting on there is, um, and this applies to you a lot, uh, just about how much solo artists need input mm-hmm. right. from out. And I think that that's something that we're losing um, in today's world with so many people home recording and thinking sure. they can yeah. do it all themselves. For sure. And like what bands would get like these organic things that would come out of just like a jam mm-hmm. session, right. like mm-hmm. that it, it turns into this incredible song that they never imagined. I'm yes. always worried about like solo artists not getting enough input That's from right. yeah. other minds. Yeah. Just yeah. Because like you as a guitarist or something, and you're writing these like great sort of shell skeletons of songs. Uh-huh. Sometimes they're more completed and sometimes they're not. And then having somebody else come in, right. and then like you're like, oh, that's better than I ever could imagine. Yeah, right? yeah. And then it's like constantly right. like builds on that. Right. Yeah. And I, I get worried about like just today's artists where like they have like I, I see it on TikTok a lot. They'll post yeah. like a great like verse, uh-huh. and I'm like, that's ten percent of a song. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that, that's not even close. But that that's happened. amazing. But that's not even close. Oh yeah. 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 And that to me. I value that communal piece so much because when I'm writing a song and I and I think it's great, 
I, I'm just kind of looking at the great parts. And then when I can share it with Kim or with my other friends and they're like, oh, this is a part that needs a little bit of work and, that, and then it's going to really shine. And I would say even on like, I think on the outside, mm-hmm. was it Kyle, the mm-hmm. drummer, Kyle Smith, he came in and was like, what if we just did quarter notes on the... Well, so that was funny. That was Kenny's idea. The okay. quarter notes in the chorus. And Kyle and I at first... Which song? On the outside. Okay. Yeah, it was really funny. So I... Uh, the chorus kind of it kept it initially kept going with like the flow of the verses, and Kenny's like, I think we need to do these quarter notes in the chorus, and it, and it, I was like, I can't figure out how that's gonna feel. And I mean, granted, we were just recording drums, and we had like my demo of my acoustic that from that I did at home, and so it didn't really make sense at first. And then, <laughs> then like I was like remembering, okay. I trust Kenny's process. Like, and because I know, I know, I know that like, it's going to be amazing. And sure enough, sure enough. Like, you know, we added, he added some, Kenny added some bass in and like, uh, we tracked my like rhythm electric part and it just all made sense. It's like, yeah. And so Kyle and I were joking about it later because we were like, why did we question it? Yeah, no question. (laughs) Trust process. I I will say with, um, and this is uh, in a different way, but like I will get a song to completion and and particularly for the last album that we did with Levy, I was like, this is the best song that I can write. (laughs) And I thought it was done, you know. And then I was talking to Christian Tyler, who's an incredible guitarist. He took it. And I was listening to a demo that he sent back to me in Drip, and I had my headphones on, and I literally started crying. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, not even joking. I was tearing up, and they were falling out of my eyes. And I was like, how did he do this? It's something more than you created. This is like, it's bigger than me. I would have never thought of this part. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I'm getting chill bumps thinking about it, because he just has the ability to take, like, hear something completely outside of Mm -hmm. what I'm doing. And and I think he did that with with your album as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he played on Christian. Well, yeah, Christian tone. played on the outside. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Kyle played on it drums. Mm-hmm. Christian played guitar. Christian you played, played guitar. guitar on the outside. Um, I I played the rhythm guitar in all the songs. Uh-huh. Um, and then like uh, Kenny did pretty much all <laughs> all the other guitar on the, um, the other songs except the outside, which Christian was on, and then Travis Wright. Added some killer stuff on a few of the songs too. Pedal um, steel, pedal yeah. steel, baritone guitar, and piano on some of them, and it's he's beautiful. Too good. It's, it's beautiful. Problem. I was like, <laughs> I am so glad we did this, yeah. um, and because it was just the perfect. That was the other thing. I felt like this um, album needed pedal steel, and it was like um, it was the perfect addition. Um, so, yeah, but I, I've just been saying how, like, uh, when it comes to production, I just, uh, Kenny has been able to, uh, to master, like, what I've been thinking in my head, like, especially on, like, Fever Dream and a few, a few of the other ones where it's like, I, in my head, I had this, like, thought of what it would sound like, but I wasn't able to, like, speak it. I wasn't able to be like, all right, what instruments are going to make it sound this way? Um, especially like in the outro of that song. It's like, I, I knew it was uh, <laughs> mosquito. Uh, no, I think it was just a little fly. <laughs> okay. so that's to get it just wanted company. <laughs> yeah. I heard us talking. It was interesting. 
<laughs> but like, uh, and so when we finished like the outro of that song, I was like, this is exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. You read my mind. <laughs> and like was able to just c- completely feel that. And uh, so anyway, that's been really awesome. You can't really ask more from a producer than to be like, hey, can you, uh, can you create this feeling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you make this uh, yeah. feeling that I have yeah. uh, into a song? Uh, and, it, and it always means a lot to them, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like, you care about this. Uh-huh. It's not just a job. It's certainly yeah. work, but it's like, yeah. he just cares so much, and you can feel that. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing um, to find this community of people that can fi- can care about somebody's work so mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. like between like you you and christian and mm-hmm. like all everybody mm-hmm. i don't feel like that's really common yeah, uh, yeah. to be able to have like just being able to call travis mm-hmm. and be yeah. like hey come just, and yeah. he and he like dives into a song and gives us gives it his all yeah and uh I feel like in Nashville, people, it's like a session musician. Mm-hmm. It's not the uh-huh. same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. These, like, this group especially is like, we're going to put, I'm going to pour everything I have into yeah. this song. That's yeah. Like, for you. I'm or for so you. thankful for that. And then, so Stephen Fiore came and played oh my gosh. on a song. And I was like, what this a master is amazing. Of so we kind of like, yeah. And so we, we switched, like, uh, I did some harmonies on one of his and then he did uh stuff on mine and it was just the same kind of thing where it was like this is this makes me so happy yeah, they, when y'all uh, uh i don't know what show y'all played together was it in greenville y'all played together green greenville and then we did a show at inda okay um yeah the 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 blending of y'all's vocals was like oh man this is so pristine yeah. so if, if you haven't listened to that one i don't uh, did it's you send that, me the whole it's album? In that link, yeah. I haven't it's listened to the link. whole album. So I've just been listening to the outside, outside. over yeah, and so over. Yeah, so on that link, <laughs> the um, like, you know, private listening link or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you can you can play it on the podcast if you want to. I probably play a song. <laughs> I'm gonna play up to thirty seconds. Okay. Uh, so I don't get like uh, yeah kicked sure. off. So yeah. Don't sue you. Then, so y'all don't sue me. <laughs> YouTube's gonna try to take all my money. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that one you can hear it, and it it is interesting because I don't know what number what what track number that is. With four, Steve. all okay. I ask. Yeah, is so the you title. got three songs in. You start the fourth one; it's just you, and then all of a sudden he comes in on the verse. And it's like, like whoa. yeah, I mean, it's like whoa, this yeah. is awesome. Yeah, it's a really cool progression. Yeah, uh, I've always my entire life I've tried to figure out the Stephen Fiore like chord progression mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that he puts into every single song he writes. <laughs> And it's like, oh, he's not going to do it this time. And then he does it. And I don't even know <laughs> what amazing. the chord is. I don't know if it's like a like an add to a chord or something. But uh-huh. he has like... Yeah. I mean, talking about Kenny's distinct sounds, Stephen's yes. like... Mm-hmm. You could hear whoever uh, <laughs> sing like a country music singer sing a Stephen Fiore yeah, song. Yeah. And they're like, ah, oh, there, there's yeah. Stephen's the chord progression. <laughs> in chord. It. He has a sound. and it's But it's like distinct... And different in every song, even though it's like, I know this is a Steve Fiore song. Yeah. yeah. And it's amazing. It's so good. I've loved loved his music for years. So. He, uh, he learned that trick at Berkeley, I swear. <laughs> he just kept in it. like 2007. It's, it's like, his thing. And this is my signature move, and I'm not telling anybody how I do it. And I've watched him play a million songs on guitar, and I still yeah. just don't even know what I know. it is. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just know it when I hear it. Yep. Yeah. It's great. So, so, 
you released the album. The album, so the the single came out this week, this past mm-hmm. Friday, this past mm-hmm. Friday, yeah. and the album comes out in November. Uh, it December first, December first, and I'll do a few more singles before then. Good, good. Yeah. Basically, every Friday, un- yeah. from now until when the album comes. Yeah. out. modern promotion cycle. I know, yeah. and I was like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish it was back to how it used to be, where you're just like, you know, yeah. you're putting out a record at, at at one time, and it's like, well, and I still listen to like most when I listen to music, it's usually in the full length mm-hmm, of the album yeah. and or unless I'm I have a like playlist that I put together but like I still just love that so much and um but it's like I don't know these days <laughs> you're putting out singles and that's kind of the way to do it and so and I was like I hope it's not going to be overkill to do I I've seen some artists do the singles weekly and I actually like it because I don't mm-hmm. have to wait too long um yeah. in between but um I was like mm, hopefully it's not overkill but I uh we're there's gonna be four singles and then after that uh December 1st is when the the full length will be out and and, uh, I, yeah. I really appreciate playlists, mm-hmm. and they're yeah. great. And when sing- you drop singles, it's great to have the singles on playlists. Right. But it's so much better when you listen to an album mm-hmm. and like yeah. knowing how much you put into these songs, how much all y'all uh-huh. put in these songs, how much you thought about the order of them. Yes. Yeah. Probably yes. how much you reordered them. Yeah. And that how important it is for like people to listen to the mm-hmm. album. And here, yeah. the album is like one thing, right? Yeah. Like zoom out, yeah, and listen to it. And and this this album is it the way it came together. It feels like you're diving into an actual fever dream, and yeah. then you're coming out of it. That's like right. I, and it so that's what like I want to invite the listeners to c- kind of like go into that and like with that thought and um and i didn't know that that was going to happen at first and then it just kind of ended up that way and so it's pretty cool yeah it's very cool are you doing a album release show that that day uh december December 1st 1st? uh new brooklyn new brooklyn oh old old new brooklyn (laughs) onbt yeah uh ogmbt um i can't wait to go to the new place my first show in there i'm gonna be like I'm gonna uh, would never do that. I'm gonna look like that Steve Buscemi uh, meme. Like, what's up, kids? Yeah. I have my backwards hat band, and my skateboard. Music band shirt. Yeah, music band shirt. Hello, fellow kids. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> I have a fake ID that says I'm 20. <laughs> See if Sir, it'll this pull. says 41. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I got it mixed up. You look like a guy that played golf in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, It'd be, he's like, I follow you on Instagram. Like, I know you just had a birthday. Uh, oh, so I, I guess I'll change my birthday to 2003. <laughs> right. Head in there. See if they'll let me in. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so Old New Brooklyn, you'll be kind of giving it a send-off. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm excited about it. We're still working out the uh, lineup and who's going to be playing and whatnot. But like in your band? Playing? or like No, in the-, uh, the other bands. The other bands. Yeah, but uh, but we have our band together. Listen, so I don't even think it would be that us. hard <laughs> to find bands being, because, like, hey, this is your last chance to yeah. play. Yeah, 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 for, yeah. Sure. for, uh, sure. That's for right. sure. So if anybody turns that down, they're just crazy <laughs> at that point. Um, yeah. Th- talking about going back to uh, listen the whole whole way through, you, y'all you did the Stackbriar, like, listening. Yes. How'd that go? Um, that one went amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 
we did li- a little Q and A with them, and I like sat in front of like an audience and hosted it, yeah. which was really weird mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> um, but it was really just chill because I didn't like pre live it and stress about it for mm-hmm. like a month, two months. Sure, yeah. it just sort of like happened organically, so I was chill. Um, but they ended up talking for like an hour and a half. There's plenty uh, of talk. I mean, and yeah, every song there's there's a. a I know talk. so. Like, we did, like, two spins of the album. Mm. It was great. Yeah. Uh, people chilled, talked, and then we did a Q&A. And I thought it would last, like, ten minutes. I didn't think anybody would ask any questions. Oh, that's awesome. And then people were asking questions. Each band member had, like, so much to say. Yeah. I was like, y'all have to stop, like, patting each other on the back. Y'all <laughs> love each other too much. Like, chill out. Did Get a room. Did y'all record that? Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, sweet. It's on my phone. You haven't put it out yet. No. Oh, okay. Okay. Should I? Sure. I can. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. Why be not? Cool. I'm all about it. This uh, hard drive behind me has like uh, 15 years of music posters, and I'm the only one who have mm. because I printed everybody's at the copy shop. <laughs> yeah. So I would save the files. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of bands just deleted the files. Course, yeah. So I'm the only one with like yeah. these files. Hold on tight. That's pretty special. I do. I, put, I try to share them every now and then, like five people care. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> But five people really care. They care a yeah. lot, though. Five people care a lot. <laughs> and then say, most people don't at all. Yeah. Honestly, that... I mean, I have have no idea the landscape of music and, and all that right now. It's constantly changing, but it does feel like that. In mm-hmm. general, as far as like fans and mm-hmm. friends go, it's like you've got these kind of people who really, really care within your first circle group. And then it will reach out. It'll bounce out, right, to people that don't know you directly, and they catch it, and they're like, oh, I get this, and I care a lot about it. Mm-hmm. And that is really inspiring to me because it's not just like, we're your friends, and we're going to show <laughs> up for whatever you do because you yeah. need those people. Yeah. And those those people are just as important, but then there's a there's a different affirmation when it comes from like that like that poster group of like five <laughs> people who are like, oh, my gosh, I love this wild. old Color Vault poster. That's <laughs> yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I seeing like people will comment on uh, like old videos and stuff all the time, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. Like from my point of view, having done it all and like just lived through it, it just uh, it's hard to remember that people care. Sometimes. Yeah, sure. yeah. Because like I mean, I'm just out here in my office like chilling. Like mm-hmm. I forget sometimes. Yeah. So, like oh yeah, so some people actually care. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you do it for them. We yeah. need them to care. I do it. I do it for the fourteen-year-old who cares. <laughs> you know. <laughs> How old were you when you started playing guitar? Um. And right, what was your first song? My, do you remember it? Could um, you play it right now? Not like literally, <laughs> but like if well, you had a guitar. It, well, as far as my my own songs, that came much later. But I started playing music when I was like in second or third grade, and so it was a lot of like uh, country, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I I'm trying to even think. Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah, well, so I, there is a photo on my Instagram of me when I was at, at that age, and I was Willie Nelson for like it was like a chorus thing, and uh, we were singing "Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys." Amazing. And um, so I had these like tiny little pigtails, <laughs> and, like or like braided pigtails or whatever. And, a cloud of and, smoke came yeah. out. You walked out of the tour bus. <laughs> So that was that was in the beginning, and um, but and so that that went on for you know years, and I was just learning different uh, 
no, whatever I was liking at the time. And songwriting was kind of came uh, later for me. So. Uh, Mamas, uh, don't let your babies. That's a pretty good uh, song structure to like sort of start from <laughs> yeah. in your writing career. <laughs> right. Like, it doesn't get much better. That's uh-huh. three chords in the truth. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, who influenced that? Was that your parents were into that, or what was the? Well, no, that was like the the, the theme of our. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Of our, and we sang um, Vogue. Oh yeah, um, Madonna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, there, there's several others Risk that were. Risque, all this stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What school is this? <laughs> Pineview Elementary. It doesn't exist anymore. Oh, not, of course. <laughs> R.I.P. Li- Pineview. Li- living on the edge out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Shut down>. yeah. <laughs> because the next year they must have had like uh, MC Hammer. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. But that was, that was fun. I wish I could remember the other ones that we did. But it was, yeah, that was a fun, fun time. That's pretty amazing. I mean, I, I tell my kids often it's like I didn't perform um, until I was in my 20s mm-hmm. like actually like in front is that of people. right yeah I mean I was just so when I was in choir as a kid I, I would just literally mouth the words because I hated <laughs> singing so much yeah and so to have those experiences when you're in second third grade really was yeah awesome. it was awesome. those were fun times yeah uh tell me a little bit about the collective yeah, because so, it started before this album right that's right yeah, yeah. so we um so, I mean, it all kind of flows back to that songwriters collective we did back in. Um, What's 20, the name of it? Wolf. Weirdtower.com. Weird Tower. Yeah. Nothing about a wolf. Wolf Tower would <laughs> be Wolf cool Tower too. was okay. what I had in my mind. I'm, I'm glad that, I didn't say I'm it. Write that down actually for our next album. Yeah. Wolf Tower. Um, so yeah, Weird Tower came out of. So I guess it was last year, the beginning of last year. Um, my band was putting out an album. Um, our church was doing like a three song thing. Kim was doing a six song EP. Our friend Melissa Fennell, she was doing how many? She just put out a great album. Yes, thank she, you for saying that. She we, did. She did six. She as did a well six song last EP year. last year as yeah. well. Um, and then Crawford, who's my buddy from Abbeville, who we uh, he lives here now. We worked on three song like country folk mm-hmm. kind of EP that was just kind of like a passion project that he had been sitting on, and yeah, we just kind of all converged into this like one six month period of putting out a bunch of songs and i was like okay for four of these things they don't have any platform at all Mm -hmm. and they're all just kind of on their own on an island i was like really i've been involved in the songwriting for all of these things Mm -hmm. kenny's going to be involved in all of them and everyone in this room is involved in the songwriting and it was like we're already a collective Mm -hmm. let's just let's just put a name on it and just call it Weird Tower, Collective, Label, whatever. And um, I was on sabbatical for my work last fall. And so I was able to just put all my energy towards like, okay, what does it look like? How can we best format this? Because, you know, it wasn't like uh, infusion of a ton of money. Like we weren't paying for studio time or anything. But it was like, if we can just give everybody a little bit of a platform, even if it's small and it's like, okay, Kim's putting out an album. Oh, that's great. Where's she from? Or, oh, she's from Columbia. Oh, she's on a label with these other five other bands. And it's, and they're very eclectic and different. Um, and to me, that just gives a little bit more legitimacy to the project. And we can kind of have an umbrella for everybody to just kind of be under and, and jump out from. Yeah. That sense of place is um, really important. Right. And it, I mean, for I guess for all y'all, it gives you a 
a lot of some what a security is mm-hmm. creators and sure. artists yeah. to be a part of something and confidence and i mean just having like uh you can create a voice memo you have a collective descendant who, mm-hmm. yeah know, for sure who are like excited to hear exactly yeah, it yeah yeah and, and we've all recorded on each other's albums uh-huh. and, and helped with yeah. songwriting and it just yeah it, those and the different perspectives it all it's all really really helpful because it being a by yourself is i don't know how you do it like if you have nobody to get feedback from yeah you never know if your songs are good or not. No. But you think you might think they are. You might think they are. <laughs> yeah. But they might be, and, and you might, might not be. know. That. Yeah. That's right, yeah. And then sometimes you don't do anything with it, and then it's like, well, there's, you know, to be encouraged and affirmed to actually do something is yeah. huge. Um, yeah. Because it's like, uh, you know, there there are so many times where you can just like be hesitant to put something out there, or and and for me, it's like process of it all is of the writing and production is my favorite part of it of anything even more than like putting the music out it's like that is that is very healing for me even more than like just writing the song it's seeing it all come together is where it's like man this feels really good to um be able to put in that work and it's so fun um and so anyway yeah, I want to include the friend, like that to me, like the last, any time that we get to play, it's like my my favorite memories were going to shows, like when I first moved to Columbia, and seeing all these bands play together, but then seeing the previous band come on stage, or their mm-hmm. friends singing a part, and it was like, oh, this is such a memory for me, mm-hmm. and for them, and so when we play a show, I'm just like texting, like, hey, you're playing a show. Who wants to sing this verse? Or who wants to come up here and scream on this part? Or who wants mm-hmm. to play guitar, play bass, or, or um, play keys? Or like, how do we get everybody involved? And so to me, like last year, I was just like, I want to put out something as kind of like a hallmark for, or like a landmark for what we did this year, even if I know that we won't sell them. Um, but we did like a um, 100, uh, like a compilation vinyl. For just all the artists. That oh, really? Were, uh, yeah. You already have those? So, yeah. I should have brought one to you. Uh, that'd be nice. I'll bring you one. <laughs> it would have been nice. I'll bring you one. I'll bring you one. I you know should, where you, you should uh, <laughs> mention where you got the name from, Weird Tower. Oh, yeah. So, Weird Tower. Uh, we did a, basically a ton of our writing at our new building um, where our church is. And we would just kind of go up there on a Sunday night and write uh, and, and hang out. And, and uh, when you leave that building, it's right across the street. Is that the weird tower? Yeah, that weird tower. That's the weird tower. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I, uh, Isn't it a weird tower? Yeah, it is a weird it is, tower. It's kind of creepy. I did a uh, asked on Cola today, like, does anybody know about this weird tower? And everybody <laughs> roasted me because there was like an article about it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, all you got to do is Google it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm so, like, I, I still don't remember what it was. Yeah. It's just like an old TV tower from yeah. AT&T uh-huh. or something so like if that. So you, if you look at um, Levy's first album, the first album that we did with Kenny that design on there is that tower and that was 2019 and then last year it was like we need a label (laughs) and then of course i just went through like what websites are available it's like (laughs) weirdtower.com it's like that's it perfect (laughs) it is iconic columbia skyline yeah yeah Yeah. it feels like it it is yeah um and i don't i don't know what it does i bet i I do figure there's some good birds roosting in there something going yeah there's gotta be something going on there Plus, yeah. if we ever need to call out. <laughs> right. You know? This is broadcasting on that right now, actually. <laughs> yeah, live. 
That's where the uh, rooster crows come from. (laughs) In 2001 on Friday afternoon. (laughs) I love that you have that picture right there. Yeah. Yeah, I I used to park under it all the time because they had free parking. I worked at 1600 Mm -hmm. Hampton and USC building. So uh, I would walk by it every day. So I don't know that I've driven by that. uh, My professional work life, I've worked at 1620 Gervais Street and then right on Hampton Street. So like within three blocks of each other for Mm -hmm. 20 years. That's all right there. Yeah. 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 And now uh, I finally, I I, I inch a little bit closer to home. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) So now I'm taking advantage of that. That's great. Well, cool. Uh, Do y'all have anything else to add? How was coming in the studio? Was it like weird? Like, is it cool walking back here? Is it like it's awesome? Yeah, it's, it's awesome. awesome. No, okay. I love it. Kind of, it kind of gave me Archer Avenue studio vibes. Yeah, going yeah. in the backyard mm-hmm. and just you come into this space. For this. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you can do it. No, it's great. And I appreciate genuinely appreciate being able to talk about in depth yes. all about album yes. stuff, like songwriting <laughs> stuff. I mean, I wanted. I thought I had the idea with Weird Tower to do like similar to this but for every single song with an artist and then you play the song and Mm -hmm. it's just like because there's so much content like hey Mm -hmm. tell me about how you got here with the sound tell me about this this verse and it's like not everybody's going to care that much but the people who care are really going to enjoy and i I love to talk about it like i specific songs like how we got to where we did with like production of a song like you know there's one where Kenny's like, let's. I have all these vintage mics. Let's just like try those, and you know, Very like cool. all that stuff. And it's like that was so cool and special to me. And like I said, it's too much. All of it's too much to write in like a just one post. And yeah. so being able to talk about it is That's really right. yeah. nice. So and there, it says a lot for you, you want people to take what they take out of the mm-hmm. music as much. Yeah, it's, it's like. At this point, people used to do, like, press cycles, and it's just not the same anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's so important to have yeah just a little bit of space. And for me, like, with seeing I see it, like, burn, it, it, it was a burnout for me to, like, be the sort of filter for everybody's music. Yeah. Like, yeah. having, like, oh, you're I'm going to review it. I'm going to spend yeah. all this time listening to it, understanding it, breaking it down. Totally. And then making myself vulnerable mm-hmm. uh, by writing it. Yeah. Because, like, I don't agree with myself half the time anyway, <laughs> and, like, I changed my mind yeah. on music. Yeah. Sure. Like, sometimes things don't hit me for years. I, I like I tried to like Wilco for, like, a long, long time before uh-huh. I like, actually liked them. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I hated them for I was, like, a Ryan Adams guy, and, like, not... I was, like, F off Wilco. Yeah. And then I finally was, like, oh, yeah, I like Wilco. Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> But I, I think that once you're 35, you're required to like Wilco uh, and get like at least some merch uh-huh. and wear it to show that you're indie cred. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, I'll let y'all go. Thanks for coming yeah, in. Thank you. Thank dude. you. It's been great. It's been great.